You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on another episode of Millennial Minds. This evening, we have DJ Harlem. He is an on-air personality and DJ at 93.9 WKYS. He is also CEO and founder of Harlem Productions Entertainment Company. Hey, DJ Harlem. What's going on, Yazzie? How you doing? Hey, I'm blessed. You know, I'm honored to be here on your show. Oh, uh, we're honored to have you. Hey, I appreciate it. You know, when I first met you, it was the energy and the spirit that you gave off. And it's just an honor, you know, to be here. And I'm glad to see you doing well. So. I'm glad to see you, too. You're doing well. You're just climbing on, moving on up. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so... DJ Harlem, tell us who you are, where you were born, where you're raised, your yeah. background. Yep, DJ Harlem, 93.9 WKYS. I was born in uh, Washington, D.C., Peabody, Uptown. Okay, um, Uptown. Yeah, Uptown. I yep. grew up Northwest D.C. too. Okay, where? Where, where, where was you um, By, okay, a few blocks from Coolidge. Oh, Coolidge yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where my parents went. They went to Coolidge, yep. And I didn't grow up too much in that area. They wanted me to get away, you know, from whatever was going on around there, so... Um, I reside in Maryland right now. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your childhood and were there any signs when you were younger? Did you know what you wanted to be when you were younger? Or um, I think my dad is a musician and, you know, I think a lot of his uh, a lot of his skills and talents, you know, went to me. As does far he as, sing or does he yeah, play? Yeah, he sings. He sings and plays guitar. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I was fortunate to be you know, a natural musician. So I started, my very first instrument instrument was a cello. I don't know why my dad made me play the cello. I was in the orchestra. I'm like, do I look like somebody from the orchestra? So <laughs> listen, I was playing that cello, playing my heart out. So, but that gave me the skills and the foundation of music to learn how to read notes, to play together with other musicians, um, the discipline that it took to practice so that was my very first instrument. I didn't know. Now, how old were you when you started playing I was the in cello? Uh, cello? Uh, elementary school. Yeah, I was in like elementary school. Started, oh, yeah, yep. You started you young. Yeah, started real young. So I don't know if I liked it or anything. I just knew that something drew me to music. And, you know, growing up listening to rap, I wanted to be a rapper for the longest time. And then I was making beats. So from my father's, you know, inspiration as a singer and, and um, guitar player, it was just a natural thing. So I picked up the piano. It was the cello. I picked up the piano. Um, what else did I do? Uh, guitar. So I play all of those instruments. And I actually have a live band. So it, it, it stemmed off to be, you know, an incredible you thing. You have a live band now? Yeah, I have a live band. It's called Harlem, which is me, of course, and the Heartbeats. And that's still uh, is that still my dad. And that's the connection that we have. That's the beautiful thing Let about our relationship. Yeah, yeah. Harlem and the Heartbeats. We play live um, old school R&B, and I do a lot of my original material, um, you know, when I was a... So who sings? Artist. Does your dad sing my in dad's, the group? Yep, or? he sings. He does all the, like, the Curtis Mayfield, the Robin, uh, the, with the, uh, Smokey Robinson. He does all of that what? stuff. What? Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God, that is so cool. Nah, it's dope. So, so you're just a, you're just a all-around performer. Yeah, well-rounded entertainer. Entertainer. You know? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yep, and that's the beauty because I can, you know, do the live performance thing as an artist uh, with my own music, and I can do the live band and play keys and play guitar. Um, so that connection and that interaction with the crowd really groomed me to be an entertainer no matter what platform, whether it's, it's hosting, DJing, 
you know, it's that connection that I have with the audience to be able to, you know, entertain them. So I see. Yeah, it started off as a young kid, and and I just I'm I'm glad it went that way. So how? What was the progression? So you continued to play instruments. Yeah, I continue continue to play uh, keyboards and guitar, primarily the uh, uh, keyboard. Are you self taught, or was it through the orchestra that you learned to play? Or self taught? Self taught. Yeah. Now you know you got YouTube and all that stuff that can teach you particular songs, but um, picking up the song. But you didn't use YouTube. No, I didn't use YouTube at the time, but I used um, a little bit of theory from my dad teaching me. And then things just became natural and I'd be able to hear certain things and be able to play it. So I knew it was a gift and something that, you know, it was God given for me to follow that direction in music as an entertainer. Mm. And you went to Bowie State University and you majored in communications. Mm -hmm. So tell us Mm -hmm. why did you decide to major in communications as opposed to go to a music school or entertainment type of yeah um it was more so for after i graduate that i'll probably be able to land a a solid job you know as as a communications major as opposed to you know a musician um you know a lot of the musicians they hustle you know i mean it's low pay and you got to kind of work your way into it um so i wanted to be able to ground myself with a, a solid um a solid profession and be able to do a lot of things on my own as far as my hobbies, as far as my real passion, and then build it into a business. So communication. So you already knew what you were going to do. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I didn't know exactly, but I knew the direction that I was going in. And that's what I communicate to some of the young people to, you know, find what it is that you are good in, whatever your niche is, and start kind of like right away. Because it's going to take some time and it's going to take some, you know, downfalls to, to in order to like grasp your whole concept of where you want to go. Mm. So communications, I was doing radio and TV. Um, in, in undergrad? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, so you were at the at the Bowie State, like yeah. at the radio station. Yep, yep. Okay. I, I was teaching some of the other students, you know, how to be on air and all that stuff. But I didn't know I was going to be on air. I I didn't even like radio then. Again, I was. So a, how did you get into it? That's interesting. That yeah. So I was I was an artist in in high in high school, um, artist in college and all that good stuff. You when you say artist, were you recording? Yeah, music? I was recording. Yeah, as a hip hop artist mm-hmm. and producer. That's what I wanted wow. to be. Um, so basically, while I was doing that, I realized that, you know, my personality would be more effective, you know, being a DJ kind of somewhat behind the scenes and being on air and be able to connect with the audience a little bit better. And now that the generation of music has changed so much and it's oversaturated with a lot of content, it's very difficult for local artists to get on. You know, so because everybody's 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 got a home studio, everybody's everybody's recording, and it's not really about the talent anymore. And that's what threw me off. It's not about the talent. None of the labels are looking for the talent. They're looking for the numbers on the streamings. They're looking for uh, YouTube numbers and all that stuff. So Mm. that direction, I was like, I kind of steered away and fell in love, fell out of love as the as the artist, but. I still can be an artist. I still have my home studio. I can still write. And you have your live band. I have my live band. So uh-huh. I'm still doing this stuff. You nice. know what I mean? But I think it fit me more so as a DJ and on-air personality. And I think most of my character comes out more as, as that part. Mm-hmm. You know, Instead of pre-writing everything and, and writing the record, you know, I'm more of a personal person live. I understand. But you found that out doing radio in college. Right. Or um, you... No, I found that out when I went to Radio One. 
which is now urban one. But oh, yeah. okay. So wait, back up because I'm curious with the radio because you said you weren't really interested in initially. Radio. How did you get into radio in college? Like, were you looking for an extracurricular, or did somebody say, "Hey, you know, I really think that you should you yeah. should get into"? Um, I think it was a part of the curriculum as a communications major. You know, they had radio, print journalism, um, they had TV. So I'm like, you know, as an artist, as a local artist, I'm like, shoot, radio. Let me figure out a little bit about radio so I can Smart. see how it works as an artist, you know. And all these things just came about. And I'm like, let me find out what TV is about because I plan on being on TV as an artist. So mm-hmm. I was just trying to find out what 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 it was that was closest to um, the direction that I was going in as an artist at first, you know. Um, and I always like, you know, let me have a plan B as well in case... A, don't work out as a as an artist or a musician, then I can always fall back on this radio or this TV. And, you know, sooner or later, you know, things happen the way it happened. I love it. So yeah. you had a plan A, plan B, and even a plan C. But yeah, yeah. you knew all, either, they're all interconnected. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. And, and you're, and so you're at Radio One, you're at a, ma- you're in a major market um, at one of the top most listened to stations um, mm-hmm. in in the DMV in the East Coast and across the country. Yeah. yeah um, right. How did you get into Radio One? Like, how did you find out about that opportunity? How did you start? Because I can I imagine that you didn't necessarily start as mm-hmm. a DJ on right. on the no. main airwaves. Exactly. Right? So I graduated um, 2013 Bowie State, and I was looking for a job. You know what I mean? And I was like. I was just searching for stuff. And then something said promotions assistant, Radio One. Actually, my ex, 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 ex girlfriend <laughs> told me, you know what I mean, apply for this job. You know what I mean? So that's. Was that, does that mean that she's like, was many exes ago or just like old, old ex? Um, yeah, old, old ex, many exes ago. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> all of that. So, But she out, was helpful at the time, shout it out sounds to her. like. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, searching for a job can be very difficult. Yeah. And I guess she knew you know, what I was trying to do and she knew me personally and what I love to do. So she said, apply for this job. I applied for the job, didn't think nothing of it, got the call. And I was like, wait, you know, this is a sign. This is radio. Like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, I can be a, a artist at a radio station and get my music played. You know, I'm still thinking in the perception of an artist because, you know, as a musician. So I'm like, yeah, let's do this um, radio thing. So I put my whole suit on. I looked good. They said mm-hmm. it was about 60 applicants. And, wow. yeah, they chose me and another girl out of 60 applicants. Yep. Am- only two out of 60. Yeah, so it was wow. it was a blessing. I, You're and, destined for greatness. Yeah, nah, I knew I knew it was God-given. I knew mm-hmm. it. And, and that explains a little later how I really got to where I am now. But um, during the interview process, you know, they would ask what my experiences was. And I would just tell them, you know, the communications, you know, that helped kind of get in the door. But it was my experience as, you know, as a live musicians going out and setting certain things up, setting the equipment up, which covers the whole promotions assistant position that I was going in. Mm -hmm. So I gave them the experience and I really sold myself. That's pretty much what it was. So how did you transition from... A promotions assistant, which is basically one of those entry level positions, mm-hmm. right, at a major radio station or stations. Yeah. To a DJ during yeah. what? When does your show run? Uh, twelve to two, Monday through Friday. It kind of fluctuates, but twelve to two, it's a midnight show, and sometimes two to That's six awesome. in the morning. Yeah. Wow. But the practice and the, and the work ethic behind it is is mind blowing. Oh yeah, it's worth it. Oh yeah. Know? So tell us more about like how how. 
how that progression was, you know. Yeah. Um, it was it's my biggest testimony so far. It's something that I love to talk about because it took more out of myself than I knew that I had, you know. Um, I trained under Angie Ange and I'm and I'm in the building with all of these, you know, legends and people that's mm, been in yeah, the game. Yeah, you, you know with what them mean? big time. I'm with everybody. And so Donnie, Donnie, Donnie Simpson, like for real. So um four <laughs> years, you know what I mean, hustling and the promotion assistant. Yes, it did teach me how to interact with the listeners, um, what to expect, be responsible, be accountable. Because you're out on this. Like, I'm as a promotions street, assistant, yeah. y'all. The street team, is, is not a, it's not a game. It's not a game. Like, 6 in the morning, you don't get no sleep. Whenever they call, they need you. You need to be there. It's the real dirty work of all entertainment. Mm-hmm. It, it don't get no dirtier than that. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole point. It's very unappreciated. Um, you don't get the respect that you deserve. So coming in as a talent, as a musician, as an artist, you know what I mean? It was already overlooked from jump. And and that was and that that was something that I had to like break out of. I had to really break out of that shell. And nobody really, you know, pulled me up to say, Hey, you know, you got talent, you should you should be doing this, you know what I mean? Until mm-hmm. later, until they started to realize that I had the power to do certain things. And it was the day I had an event and I was on the mic and I was just playing around, entertaining the crowd. And it was like a four K walk and I was like, Yeah, y'all get ready, blah blah blah. And Angie Ann's text me the next day. She was like, have you ever thought about being on air? Wow. I was like, I haven't, but I have now. Like, coming from her, whatever she said that I should do was probably something that she saw in myself oh, that yeah. I didn't see. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I was like, yeah, definitely. Um, Let's talk about that. You know, most powerful mm-hmm. message ever. I can wow. still remember it to this day. Have you ever thought about being on air? Because these possibilities don't come from a promotion assistant. Promotion mm-hmm. assistant, no, you go drive the truck, go get the coffee for us. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Make all these gas runs and you just do the yes. dirty work. Yeah, all, you know about that, right? <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know. Give the prizes, exactly. take the pictures. All yeah. of that stuff. So, But that's the biggest thing and the joy that I have about that because I take it with me today is serving other people. Serve the great people first. When you meet the needs of, of, of legends and meet the needs of other people that you want to be in position like, all your needs will be net, will be met. You know, that's so, powerful. Yeah. Meet the needs of other people and all your me- your needs will be met. Mm. So while you're serving, you know, diligently and you and you think like, dang, why I got to do this? Why I got to do this? I'm so much better. Yeah, of course, you're so much mm. better. But getting that habit of making other people look good and then it'll come full circle. You're going to be the biggest thing that ever that's happened. That's deep. Yeah. That is really deep. Seriously. That's an important message because yeah. it, it sounds good. Right. And, yeah. and you're right. But. Actually, putting it into practice yeah. can be difficult. Exactly, it's very there are days, very trying days, long hours, mm-hmm. right? Long so, hours. so then, so Angie Ann says this to you after hearing you and watching you amp up the crowd and everything at this at this uh, marathon yeah. Yeah, walk yeah. Right, run. Right. Did then your perception change to okay, let me see what I can do to get on the air? Or? Exactly. So you know, in that promotion, the assistant, like I tell everybody, it's a it's an awesome. It's a privilege to be in that position. Don't even worry about the pay. You know, whatever the case is, you know, if you have a vision or you have a dream and you just know that God put you in that position for a reason and you have some type of talent that relates to entertainment, that's probably the biggest position that you can start off in when it comes to something that you want to do in entertainment. Once you get that foot in the door and you start to realize the power that you have and the resources that you have, and then you start to change your mindset. So I had to change my mindset. I had to get out of this promotion assistant, you know, 
doing this and doing that and realizing like what my real p- true potential was. And it was from a text message that Angie Ann sent me. And she said, come see me. So I would come see her and I wouldn't be consistent. You know what I mean? Because the grind was so, was so, you know, it was a struggle. I had to go see her and I had to be a promotion assistant too. So you were still doing all the events? I was events still doing and... all the events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to be on that personality. So I had to devote a lot of time. But And then a year went past, maybe a so little bit So she basically more. became a mentor. Exactly. Is that what happened? That's yep. amazing. Yeah, amazing. You, it's the, the impact of a mentor for somebody that says, hey, you got the potential to be anything you want to be. Come shadow under me. You know. Oh, so she would invite you to her show yep, to, yep. to sit and watch her exactly. run the board. and All of that. Wow. The most gruesome thing ever because she's so I didn't she's know such that about expert. you. Yeah, no. I that was Angie and just sweet. Yeah, she's so sweet, but, but she's so sharp She really liked you. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Wow. But I'm sorry, she's no, sharp No, no, but she's so professional and quick. Like, She'll do things she can do. She can go there and do everything with her eyes closed and be able to know where all the buttons at. And she was so proficient and an expert at what she did. When I got there and I'll be a little slow on certain things and she'll basically be aggressive with me. But it was the aggression that I care. And this is my show. So you're not about to mess up my show. Uh-huh. And I really want you to learn this. So uh, so you would help her with her show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Wow. I would run her whole board. I would run her show. And sometimes she'll be in there and sometimes she'll be like, all right, I'm going to go get some Chick-fil-A or whatever. I'm going to be listening to you. So I'll hear everything you Are do. Are you serious? Yeah, it was scary. She started, That's why I said she the let most, you get on the mic? Yeah, well, I wasn't on the mic, okay. but I was running the board. I was okay. running her breaks. I, I was got running you. her breaks. So she would go for either coffee or food or whatever. And she'll be listening on the app. And then I would mess up or make a mistake. She'd be like, I heard that. Like, what are you doing? Oh. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, it was one of those things. Like, she was a mentor, and but she was so aggressive. She prepared in term, you. She prepared me. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Wow. She really she really prepared me because she knew mm-hmm. that if you, don't, if you don't get it from me, you're going you're gonna to lose this opportunity. Wow. So I had to be on my game, and I couldn't take it uh, for granted. Mm-hmm. So I would shadow her as long as I could from 3 to 7 when she was on 3 to 7 shift. Wow. I would just go up there and, you know, she would she just opened the door. And a lot of times when somebody opens the door for you, um, you know, they're not going to necessarily, you know, spoon feed you mm-hmm. like that. You got to be willing to do the work. You got to be willing to do the work. When Especially I didn't show up. Industry. Yeah. When I didn't show up or I was tired, she didn't call me and be like, yo, her, Harlem, where you at? Where you at? You didn't show up today. Nah, those days just went past. That was experience that I could have got that was time that was wasted because I chose not to go mm-hmm. you know so um and so how was it like when you found out that you would be getting a show or that you would get a slot on the air like mm-hmm. how did that happen like yeah uh you know Angie Ange had my back the entire time so it was a lot of her voicing and, and backing mm-hmm. that talked to the program director and was like yo I do believe him in him can we give him a slot Mm-hmm. And, you know, before before the, I knew it, I was on air from 12 to 2. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really stemmed from the training and the dedication and the preparation from, you know, Angie's show. And wow. once you learn something in um, entertainment and once you learn something in this business, you become an asset, you know, and yeah. you become that person that everybody goes to for certain things. So, you know, don't take it for granted when you're in those stages that you're learning and you're driving the trucks mm-hmm. and you preparing yourself. You're preparing yourself for the big picture. Wow. And, and if, I think that's probably how you were able to stay so focused and grounded mm-hmm. through the whole process because you were a promotion assistant for how long? Four years. Yeah. Right. And that's 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 yeah. a that's no, a good wow. I'm the like, last I'm the last person 
there's nobody that's been in promotions as that long. Stayed that yeah, long. That it's stayed a, that it's long. a quick turnover. The turnover right? is super quick because, mm-hmm. you know, there is no pay, you know, and you're going to be doing everything that everybody wants you to do, and it just gets so overlooked. And it's not until you get that person to be like, yo, you need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. You have potential to do this. Don't let them box you in that box and keep you stagnant and, and stay comfortable where you at because you have the talent to do other things. Like, wow. I read, I read a book um, – Devon Franklin, it was basically saying, you know, regardless, you are the talent. You are the talent. But yeah, even when you're mopping the floors and all of that good stuff, like, just remember the big picture. And and that's what it was. You know? That's amazing. I'm sure Angie Ann probably saw some of herself in you mm. because she started she started as like an mm-hmm. intern yeah. um, at another D.C. station. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just really amazing. And um, you go to a lot of different clubs and events and you're DJing mm-hmm. and you're you're on the mic and you still have your live band and yeah. you've got your own production company. Yeah. But so we know that. Right. We yeah. see DJ Harlem. Mm-hmm. But who who is the man behind the DJ booth? Should I speak? like what <laughs> you know, what do you like to do aside from mm-hmm. music for fun? That's a difficult question because, you know, it? I wake because up because this thinking is your about, life. Yeah, that's right? my lifestyle. But. You know, well, I, do you watch any show? Like, do I you don't have, watch TV. You can't. You, I don't watch you, TV. You don't have time. Do you? Not seriously. I, I sometimes I feel like an outcast because I don't watch TV. What All about the show? Shows, no Netflix or anything. A little bit of Netflix. Okay. You know, if it's a good movie. Um, okay. But my time is really spent on nurturing my gift That's and my amazing. craft. You know what I mean? Like people be talking about shows, and I be like, All right, I ain't see that. that. You don't I ain't even know it. what they talking about. I don't even know what they talking about. You know what I mean? But uh-huh. I try to keep up with it. Um, but for the most part, I'm nurturing my gift, you mm-hmm. know, so I'd rather play the keyboard or I'd rather learn something about DJing wow, that ties into, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can never stop working. Mm-hmm. Um, but the person behind all the music and stuff is a loving person, God-fearing person. You I know, know that's I mean? right. I think I'm a person of good energy and good spirit. You are. So people notice that. And, I, and that's one skill that I have that, you know, I'm patient and I'm positive and I, and I love to inspire people because... I was once inspired to change my life, you know. If you don't have those people surrounding you to uplift you and let you know who you truly um who you truly are and and give you the confidence to do the things that you desire, then it may never come. You know, it may mm-hmm. never come. Wow. That's and so and a lot of times people are getting paid really good on their job and then it's like you know, years and years go by and they're so complacent with where they're at because of the money that they forget about their true potential and their true gift and their passion, mm. you know? So, you know, I know dudes making a hundred thousand a year, but they, they're miserable in their jobs. And I think that's the saddest thing Very. in the world because you got the rest of your life to live with all that money that you really can't take with you, but you have no seeds of sowing into your purpose and what it is that mm. you're supposed to do. Wow. That's deep. Yeah. But so. We can end right there, but we're not. <laughs> let's so. go. Let's go. <laughs> but we're not though. <laughs> So, DJ Harlem, for those of us who follow you, myself included, mm-hmm. we know you have a very special lady in your life. Yeah. She's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, tell us about a little bit about her and how you all met. Yeah, her name is Christine. And she lives in New York, right? She lives in New York. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, her name is Christine. They call her Hot Sauce. Hot Sauce? Uh, yeah, Hot Sauce. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But she's a, um, she's a professional uh, dancer in terms of um, she does a lot of choreo. Mm-hmm. It's called Mixed Fit. It's a uh, cool. routine. It's not Zumba, but it's, you know, it's a stem off from Zumba in terms of the format um she does mixed fit and i met her at the nbc4 and you met her at 
the NBC Ford Expo. It was a fitness okay. expo. And yeah, yeah. And I was DJing. Oh. Yeah, I was the DJ. And, you know, I saw her and she came over to the booth. And I'm like, she a little mean. And then she thought that I was mean. I'm like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's probably because you both were in a certain element. Yeah, we was probably. already in the zone. So she was on her phone. I'm like, dang, is you going to say hi? How you doing, DJ? What's up? Whatever. She's just going to be like, she just said, where's the mic? Or where's oh. the something? <laughs> you know, she was in the zone. And I was like, oh, dang, she mean. But then the the beauty of her, you know, and from something was in my spirit it was like, yo, she's different. Something about her. Mm-hmm. And I told my man, DJ Flavor, I was like, yo, I'm going to get her. I'm going to get her number. Watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, you know, after I seen her dance, of course, that was a plus, too. Mm-hmm. Right after that, I'm like, you know, hey, how you doing? Can we get a picture? We took the picture. I'm like, you know, can you send that picture to my phone? <laughs> you know what I mean? The oldest, the, the oldest trick. I hit her with I the open it. Dump. And then, then it was like, do you mind if I call you? Boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. And then, you know, she's she's probably the uh, the greatest thing that ever happened to me as well because she supports me and she knows the industry that I'm in. Yeah, we're having a long distance relationship. Uh, right. Yeah, that's being in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a little to no money at certain points, you know, because it's such a hustle. Yes, it is. Um, she this had, is a yeah, true hustle. hustle true yeah. So it's not for a person. But it won't be that for much longer nah, for you, you though. Know. Mm-hmm. You're already so it's not for a person that is not in for it the long run. It's not for the weak person. It's not for yeah. somebody that doesn't truly love you for who you are and respects what you do professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's bought me equipment. She's just been, you know, physically there for me, mentally there and spiritually. And she's probably the best thing that I can say that helped me get to where I'm at right now. Oh, you know I mean? shout out to Hot Sauce. <laughs> yep. That's so beautiful. I love it. I love Thank it. You. Well, uh, we wish you all much success and yep. you no know, black love. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's a thing. Yep. It's yeah, absolutely nothing right. like it in the world. I, at least. Are you married? No. Oh, okay. okay. No, I'm not. But, you know, I really want a family one day. Good, so, good. Yeah. You'll get that. It's going to happen. I believe it's gonna happen it. It's going to happen soon. Yeah. But, but that's, I, that's one of the things with the, the millennials, you know, because um, your show is millennial. You millennial know, minds. minds mm-hmm. Yeah. So in regards to that, you know, relationships and social media and everything is so difficult these days to maintain and have some stability with yes. um, with having a long distance relationship. It's like. I don't care what it is, you know, I, when you got somebody good, you got to keep them. That's for you know real. What I mean? For real. So I think the generation today is so quick to just be like, all right, you don't want me. I'm going to slide in somebody else's DM and you got a girl the next day. You know what I mean? And that was, those habits are very toxic to anything that you want long, you know, long term. It is. You're right. Yeah. Social media has definitely changed um, the whole game in terms of, you know, relationships and Mm-hmm. people's patience i just think yeah. we don't really have it's hard it's very hard. it's hard so you're right i agree you should hold on to it <laughs> so dj harlem we could talk to i could talk to you all day mm-hmm. you do have a wonderful energy and we're just ex- i'm excited for you and, yeah. and all that you're gonna do and i know one day you're gonna have a prime time spot you're gonna yeah. have one of those like four hour slots on the on the, on um, the radio yeah, and kind of... you know maybe have a national syndicated show Absolutely. but please um tell us where we can find you um on social media yeah on social media i do um ig a lot instagram so you can go to i am harlem the number one I am Harlem one on IG and follow my production page, which is my new uh, my new company that I just started a little bit over 
under a year ago. It's called Harlem Productions. So on IG, it's Harlem underscore Productions. And that's what I have all the most um, upcoming events. I got a bigger, the biggest, hottest showcase in all in DMV. I'm going, I'm just claiming that right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Go. It's going to be March 6th. Um, calling all local artists, entertainers um, that want to hit the stage. Um, go ahead and DM me for that information. We can get that. All right, everybody. You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on another episode of Millennial Minds. Till next time, peace. Thank you.